Hey, Kim here. Quick update before you dive into this episode. We've changed the name of our podcast to Rooted in Tomorrow. It's a nod to our shared history and the bright future of our cooperative system. So if you get later in the series to our 22nd episode, you'll notice the change. But most importantly, it won't affect you as a listener or a subscriber. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. like to say barn to biogas, that we're really taking the journey from barn to biogas, which is really taking the, the manure of our, of our cows and converting it into a gas that we can pipe in our California market down to, uh, to L.A. and fuel different mass transit uh, forms of, of transportation and other energy sources that we can use. We're taking what has been a nuisance or waste of the farm and turning it into something that actually has revenue and value. Who thought we'd talk Amazing. about cow manure in Los Angeles? I know. That's and really all I can happening. think is poop to pipeline. <laughs> we, I know. The, I'm not a little against too poop far, to pipeline. A little too far. <laughs> we say barn to biogas, but poop to, bio, to, 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 <laughs> to pipe is good too. So we'll take any way people want to talk about it. about the work that you do. What makes it meaningful? Is it the results? Or is it the process? Or is it the promise of something greater? Being a cooperative means we're in this together to build a sustainable future and feed human progress. This is Something Greater, a podcast by Lando Lakes, Inc. I'm Kim Olson. Follow along with us as we bring you the stories and voices that impact our shared community. Sustainability. What exactly does that mean? It depends on who you ask. The dictionary tells us it's avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. In other words, it's taking care of our planet. The economics must work too, however. Lots of farmers will tell you that sustainability simply means being able to farm next year. At Land Lakes, it's not just an aspirational word. We're doing the work and creating tools to enable our member owners to be better stewards of their communities and the world, while never losing focus on a strong operation for the future. It's why Land Lakes launched Land Lakes Sustain two years ago, a new business that's using tech and innovation to create farmer-led, farmer-driven solutions. Today, the leader of our sustained business, Matt Karstens, is joining us. Well, welcome, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Kim. What a great opportunity. We are, I am excited to be able to talk about Land Lakes Sustain and how it uh, has a fit within our cooperative here at Land Lakes. Well, great. Well, we're thrilled to have you on. Um, it's an in- interesting topic right now. Um, sustainability has uh, been something that um, folks have been focused on for a very long time, and uh, it, you have a lot to say. But before we kind of get into that, um, I'd like to talk about your background a little bit. So um, you grew up on a farm? 
right? I did. I grew up on a, a family farm in Iowa, just yeah. west of Des Moines. We uh, farm still today in Dallas and Guthrie counties, which oh, would really? be uh, the, the two counties just west of Polk. Uh, there we farm corn, soybeans, uh, beef, and swine. Swine is our big part of our business, yeah. uh, where we fare to finish hogs, and probably the reason I'm here today, actually, getting away from uh, from the <laughs> swine business. But no, it's, it taught me a lot, and uh, I, I love going back on the farm, being a part of it, and uh, it's, it's was a great. Yeah. So, so tell me, I'm sure you learned a lot of lessons there and a family farm, right? It was. So, um, if you could tell our listeners one thing you learned, one, um, key takeaway, one piece of advice, maybe from your, your folks or your grandparents. Yeah. We, and I'm sure I'm, everybody's going to probably be able to guess this, but it's really work ethic. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, that that's what you're taught on the farm and, and how you continually, refine that skill through work ethic, whether it's uh, running a, or a cultivator uh, through the corn and soybean fields or yeah. just uh, general care of livestock. It's really all about uh, about that piece of work ethic. And, and, and it's a 24-7 job, It really right? is. You never know when a windstorm comes, electricity yeah. comes out. You know, with, uh, we'll talk about technology. You know, yeah. now they're alerted when anything, when bins run out, when electricity goes out, waters are broken. I mean, there's just so much technology that it is truly now become this this system where it's on alert and uh, you're yeah. at you're at moments notice needing to get up and and go yeah. wherever you're needed in, in the operation a lot of us are are 24 7 now with uh with digital economy and that kind of thing but farmers have been working 24 7 forever well um, said so you are now at uh land of lakes um grew up on the farm uh how was that journey um, tell me a little bit about how you got from the, the swine farmer to, um, to Land Lakes. Well, that's an interesting journey. So I started uh, with an internship, actually, uh, as, as uh, my freshman year, I believe it was, in, in college for Becker Underwood, yeah. which did... And where'd you uh, go to college? I went to college at Iowa State. Uh, go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. I'm not aware of any other college now that I think about it, but uh, I'm sure there are a few. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was able to have a couple different internships, uh, most of which were year-round. So I'd work on like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays on different mm-hmm. projects, whether it was on the insecticide business, calibrating planters, all the way through what was at the time known as Emmy corn, Emmy dazzle tolerant corn. So that's corn mm-hmm. seed that was tolerant to uh, to a herbicide like we see today with Roundup and others. So sure. I got to work on that project all the way through when I graduated and got a full-time job at American Cyanamid, which was later purchased by American Home Products and then BSF and on down the line to where I made it here to the wonderful company of Land Lakes. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So are, were you, back when you were a college intern, were you talking sustainability then? Probably not as much, I assure you, even though... <laughs> definitely not as much. <laughs> definitely not as much, but it was interesting because on our family farm, uh, one of my jobs was uh, cultivating corn, which yeah. we'd make a, a second application of, uh, of nitrogen. So even back then, this would have been 25, 30 years ago, we were, we were making multiple applications and spoon feeding the crop like uh, like we're talking today about having our farmers do through their trusted advisors, the ag retailers. So oh, that started way back in my journey and, and is still with me here today. Um, sustainability is a hot topic, right? Yeah. Uh, as you said, you probably didn't talk about it as much as sustainability, maybe conservation when you're back in college. But um, now sustainability is for sure a, um, a buzzword, a hot topic. Um, how uh, would you say Land O'Lakes Sustain is talking about it? 
Well, first, I, I think you're right. It is a hot topic, and it's important to, to probably note here, Kim, that for the listeners, that sustainability is is what it is, but it is an opportunity. Yeah. I see this as absolutely a great opportunity for our cooperative network to really look at things differently, yeah. look at it from how we balance economics and the environment. And that's really never been done before. And we talk about it a lot, but now as we'll get into, I'm sure, there's mm-hmm. there's innovation and technologies around how we do that and make this come to life. So mm-hmm. today I, I look at this as nothing more than than a great opportunity if we can kind of relax the the buzzword of sustainability and right. find the opportunity that exists throughout ag and food through that whole value chain. So when I look at, at what we're talking about here with, uh, with sustainability, it's really farmer-led, farmer-driven. That's where we have right. to start this journey. If yeah. we try to go any other way around this topic, we're going to lose. And it, it begins that journey not just with the farmer but with their trusted advisor, which is the ag retailer. Mm-hmm. And they're so much a part of, of this journey that really helps us find scale and balance the economics with the environment or, or, or protecting our natural resources. Well, tell me how um, how that works specifically. So um, our member owners are uh, are a lot of ag retailers, yep. um, and we so value uh, their, um, obviously, their uh, part in this chain. Um, so if I'm a farmer... How does uh, sustain look to me? How does that come to me? Yeah, and I'll address that kind of from two different angles. One sure. is agronomy, and then one is dairy, well, and, and maybe sure. even meat production Love and general livestock. Both. So mm-hmm. on the agronomy side, it, it really starts with, again, that trusted advisor, a farmer having a, a authentic discussion with their, uh, their trusted advisor, which is our ag retailers. Mm-hmm. And in that discussion, they're going to look at field by field. And look at what are the possibilities on each of those fields to balance, again, economics with the environment. Mm-hmm. That's really the journey that we're on. We're not asking farmers to do something that's not good for them. Right. We're looking at what is good for them and which of those options are also having a, an impact positively on the environment. And when those two come together, there's no better solution to, to what we're trying to do. Right. And then how it's do a we win-win. take It's a win-win. Literally. It's very yeah. much so. And how do we do that at scale? Now, as we move to the to the dairy side, it's mm-hmm. it's very similar. First, agronomy is a part of that, and we're we're inching that into the dialogue. But today, on the dairy piece, we're really focusing more on some of the the, the low hanging fruit, so to speak, which is around the energy uh, that that they consume and how we can be more efficient. A lot of options can be done there. Mm-hmm. We look at water and the water quantity that's used and how we can reduce the use or recycle the water for for improved use uh, and efficiency and all that Mm -hmm. and then also how we handle the manure which is a part of any type of farm that's got livestock in it how do we make sure that we're capturing the greenhouse gases maybe even in some examples i'm sure we'll talk about like cow bio where we're turning Mm -hmm. into a revenue so there's many ways that we go about it on the dairy side as well but financing as well and definitely financing so in our uh, dairy business we've we've got uh, the land of lake sustain innovation finance where our dairy farmers are able to invest 
where they need to in their dairy operations as long as it's around sustainability and use their equity within Land Lakes to do that. Okay. So it's a powerful tool that really brings impact investing and, and circular uh, type of an economy or, or, or value that goes all the way downstream, like we talked about the L.A., yeah. Um, financing has got to be a part of it because we all know it's a tough yeah. environment out there for farmers Absolutely. in a lot of cases and how we help them not just talk to them about what they can do but help the financing become available to get that lift uh, off of step one and, and we're really proud of what we've been able to do with our, our finance group here at Land Lakes. Well it sounds like kind of a um, full service type of thing looking at every um, every aspect um, and I've heard uh, Beth Ford talk about uh, talk about it as a right to operate issue. Yeah. And um, absolutely, having farmers lead um, makes so much so much sense. Uh, you mentioned CalBio. Um, I know that uh, there's a lot of innovation, um, just sort of inherently in what we're doing in Sustain. Um, talk to me about uh, CalBio and what we did there. Well, CalBio is, is an absolute wonderful example of partnerships. And what we've done there, and we like to say barn to biogas, that we're really <laughs> taking the journey from barn to biogas, which is nice. really taking the, the manure of our, of our cows and converting it into a gas that mm-hmm. we can pipe in our California market down to, uh, to L.A. Mm-hmm. and fuel different mass transit uh, forms of, of transportation and other energy sources that we can use through compressed natural gas. So Mm -hmm. we're taking what has been a nuisance or waste of the farm and turning it into something that actually has revenue and value that that really is is think of circular economy and how we then take it all the way to los angeles who thought we'd talk about cow manure in los angeles but that's really what's happening think is poop to pipeline (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm not against poop to pipeline a little too far (laughs) we say barn to biogas but poop to bio to to, (laughs) To pipe is good too so we'll take any way people want to talk about it but it really is a a great example of what's possible on farm agriculture holds a lot of the solution to today's challenges we just have to find the ways to engage and land lakes is doing that through land lake sustain in your home sustainability might look like reducing electricity or biking instead of driving in agriculture it's about protecting our natural resources while running a business and feeding a growing population more Americans than ever care about where their food comes from and how it was grown. At Land Lakes, it's about making those sustainable decisions with our farmers so their operation can be passed down to the next generation and beyond. They say companies uh, measure what they really care about. Um, I, as we talk about consumers, they really want to know um, all the way back to the farm that uh, sustainability is a priority. But you have to be able to measure that. And um, from what I've seen about Chutera, that uh, that's one of the huge benefits of what Chutera does. So tell tell me a little bit about that. Well, you're definitely right. Measurement is is the key part of, of the journey, and that's what society wants to see, right? Those yeah. that maybe aren't as in tune to agriculture, that's, that's where everything comes to life, whether it's non-government organizations like NGOs, associations, government, yeah. on down the line. Everybody wants to see that. 
And in, in agriculture, and I'll use the example uh, that we use the Insights in, True Terra Insights engine on, on agronomy, mm-hmm. you can't put a dome and a pan, a dome over the field and a pan underneath it. That just doesn't work yeah. that way. So knowing exactly <laughs> It's an interesting what, visual, though. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's like if we could do everything in a greenhouse, it'd be easier, but we can't. And so we had to find the way to really satisfy this. But again, if it's farmer-led, farmer-driven, we had to start with the farmer in mind. Mm -hmm. So what the Insights engine really does first is allows us to work with the farmer based on what they've historically done Mm -hmm. and run scenario modeling on what they can do in the future field by field and looking at that from a scenario type of modeling to say, here's what it can be done. Uh, Here's what works financially. Here's what doesn't work financially. And here's the impacts to the environment. Once the farmer makes that decision, they really then can take that uh, information, move forward with it on their farm. We aggregate that data with many other farmers mm-hmm. through the agri-tailor and then populate that downstream through the through the food value chain. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about some like the Campbell's relationship, Campbell Soup Company, Tate yeah. & Lyle. Uh, we've got others that we're exploring right now where we can then aggregate that data and make it come to life mm-hmm. on the products that consumers see on the store uh, store shelves and understanding how that product was raised or produced in a more sustainable if you will manner because consumers are asking farmers to prove it right they are and that's why they was so important with the uh, true terra insights engine to, to come up with that because it is the first of its kind digital interactive platform so matt in a world where farmers are being inundated with new data platforms tools software that kind of thing um, what makes your Truterra tool unique in the marketplace yeah, and, and you're right, Kim. There's there's a lot of tools we hear it from the associations. We hear it from farmers directly. But yeah. at the end of the day, the, the True Terra Insights Engine is a one of its kind. It is mm-hmm. uh, the first uh, where where it's really a digital interactive platform. Mm-hmm. So historically, we've had just these discussions like we're having here, and we tell yeah. the ag retailers to go out and work with their farmers, and everybody will figure it out, and it'll be great. But but it, the world is much more complex than that. We started off talking about technology and yeah. learning farmers when there's issues in that. So this is, is the tool is really centered around how do we help make that come to life? Mm-hmm. Acre by acre, field by field, farm by farm. Mm-hmm. So we start with looking at each of, of those farms through the ag retailer and having a discussion with the farmer about how do we balance the economics with the environment? And the farmers, the original conservationist, conservationist anyway. Yeah, so exactly. it's a they want to pass those farms Absolutely. down through their families. It's their largest asset. Yeah, even though they're proud of their tractors and trucks and whatever. Yeah, the the land they know is is what's so valuable. So we we start with that balance of environment and economics, <clears throat> and then we go look at customizable scenario planning. Okay. where they can look at all the different options and how it plays out on each field. On their farm. On their yep. farm, looking at not a bunch of data across the big ship, but it's that farm. So we're able to take historically what's occurred and use that from from a calculation or analytics standpoint to forecast the future. Okay. So now we're making it come to life for them, where now okay. it's not just, well, let's hope. There's real analytics behind it of here's if this happens, this happens, this is how it's going to play out for 2019 or 2020 Mm -hmm. and now the farmer can make those judgments and then with the other technologies and tools land lakes have like field forecasting they can monitor that throughout the growing season and be able to tell if they're on strategy or slightly off strategy going back to your podcast with uh, with teddy bakelly yeah in season decision making. in season decision making comes right to life on that so we can now plan up front economics and environment monitor in season 
and be able to come out the end with the results that the farmer wanted it from financial, but also from an environmental standpoint. The other magical part about this journey is then we aggregate the data Mm -hmm. to be able to use downstream. So where there's engagements like with our Tate and Lyle project or yeah. Campbell's. Tell me we about that. I, you know, we, we've talked a little bit already about the, mm-hmm. um, we, at Land Lakes, we say we have a farmer to fork, um, yep. business, uh, consumers are interested in that. What, uh, what is distinctive about what Sustain and Terra does? And maybe give me some examples with uh, Campbell's and Tate and Lyle. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so the, the journey doesn't just stop what we call upstream with farmers and ag retailers. There yeah. is a food supply chain or even fuel fiber and feed that we're trying to move to, right? Uh-huh. So we have to widen our lens as we have Atlanta Lakes helping our farmers and the ag retailers understand that it's not just the production of the commodity, mm-hmm. it's what happens downstream as well. So tell me, Matt, about the uh, partnership with Tate & Lyle. Yeah, Tate & Lyle is, is, uh, has been a really interesting one where we brought uh, the scale of our, of our Midwest corn business mm-hmm. uh, into... They're, they they're an ingredients company, So right? Tate & Lyle is a, is a global ingredients company. Corn is one of the major ingredients that uh, they procure and goes into oh. many uh, different things of, of, of our food system. Sure. So we are working with them to help with our scale mm-hmm. and the new TrueTerra Insights Engine tool to really aggregate... Uh, the data and the continuous work that we have on farm to be able to move that into uh, all the different things that they use corn for to be able to work all the way through the food value chain to tell more of what the story is and how the products were made that includes corn from Tate Lyle. every uh, podcast with the question, what does something greater, the phrase, mean to you? Well, as I probably should have mentioned in the opening, my father was a part of a a local cooperative and and was the president of the board for many, many, many years. The cooperative has been in my blood from, from almost day one. And if you understand what cooperatives are set for when we talk it in the way of ag and food, it's really set up to help farmers do what they can't do on their own. And that, that's an interesting way to think about what we really do. Whether you're in the Land of Lake Sustained Business Unit or not, doesn't matter. Every one of us has a role in sustainability, whether it's, again, with policy, with communications, with uh, mm-hmm. our partners, with the things we do in the offices and, and in the production facilities. Everyone has a stake in this, and it really does, for me, tie out to something greater. And whether it's cooperative or our system as a whole, it's powerful. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us, Matt. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Kim. The Land O'Lakes Something Greater podcast is delivered monthly via our Member Connections newsletter or on our website. Just go to landolakesinc.com, then click on Members at the top right. We're also available wherever you find your podcasts.